Pantora in peril. The newly elected chairman of Pantora, Baron Papanoida, is caught in a deadly political game. The Trade Federation has blockaded Pantora and suspended all commerce with the system. Isolated from the rest of the Republic, the people of Pantora are beginning to rally against the Senate, who have seemed unsympathetic to their plight. To make matters worse, Count Dooku has come forward offering aid if Pantora joins the Separatist Alliance. Chairman Papanoida has dispatched Senator Chuchi to Coruscant with the hope that she can motivate the Senate to act in favor of Pantora before Lot Dog can legitimize the blockade. Welcome back. Greetings, Bucketheads. Mevar Tigar. Welcome to the 106th Papanoida Pulse Pistol Popping episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out us here at this small, independent Star Wars podcast known as Mandovision. Remember, the best way to, to reach out to us is, as always, on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email this show at MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And if possible or so inclined, please give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are so very essential to helping uh, defeat the algorithm, spread the word about what we're doing here on the show, and hopefully bring new listeners into, into, the, into our covert so that we can all experience the joys of Star Wars together, as it should be. Well, welcome back. New listeners, welcome aboard. We're so glad that you're here on the, for the show. Uh, we have an exciting one to get to. We're, we're on this Season 3, Episode 4 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Sphere of Influence. And and we got a lot to talk about with this episode. Uh, but um, I'm going to save a lot of it for after we do the bumper. All right? So so we'll, we'll give, we'll give the, the credits, and we'll talk about the plot, and, and a lot of the other factors that, that kind of weigh in on this episode. Because if you've watched this one recently, you might be like, hmm... There's uh, something familiar about that Papanoida character. Maybe we should talk about it a little bit. I suspect you're all well aware of it. But again, we'll just talk, we'll talk about it. We'll put it out there. Uh, our, our discussion points for the for the for the episodes kind of center around that uh, aspect of the show. I did want to give a little bit of an update, uh, some personal life stuff, which I know I don't get into too often on the show. I think I think most listeners like it when I don't. But yes, there is a possibility. The the, the possibility still looms that some shows may come out late. So please make sure you're following on social media. I, I will try to keep everyone updated. Uh, if shows will not be dropping on Mondays and Fridays, I try to do that at least 24 hours in advance on Twitter um, uh, just to, to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. Yes, indeed, it is true that uh, this Mandalorian covert is being relocated. Uh, we have been exposed. I don't think it was Din Djarin's fault, but you know, I, I can't rule it out. So 
this covert is relocating to another another section here in San Diego. We're not moving too far away, uh, but things are we're, we're we're to that point where uh, things are gonna get a little hectic, and uh, that may mean that uh, uh, you know as much as it, as much as it pains me, there may be late episodes or or possibly even even skipped release days. And again, I will keep everyone posted on that via social media. So please uh, bear with me uh, and wish me luck because uh, moving is a uh, not in my wheelhouse. I have a there's a lot of stuff in this covert, and a lot of uh, heavy book like items, particularly, and uh, far too many Star Wars action figures and and uh, pop dolls. That <laughs> at least they're light. The pops and the action figures are at least light. The books, oof, oh boy, uh, that'll that's gonna take some time. Gotta make sure I don't throw my back out on this one. Uh, so yes, that that's a possibility of, of of things to come. But more for next week. More for next week. As you're listening to the, to this episode, it, it it is Friday. It will be out on Friday. That that is a fact. That is that is locked in because you're you're listening to it, and it came out on Friday. So I I say, and it is. That's how it works. But because it's Friday, it is also Disney Plus Day. There are bound to be a bevy of Star Wars related announcements, possible trailers, possible sneak peeks, um, announcements. Hopefully, official announcements. You know, a lot of rumors swirling. Uh, we 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 have word that the Rogue Squadron picture is is being pushed back uh, to 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 allow Patty Jenkins uh, more time with her current project and for that script to develop a little bit more fully. Uh, we we want a fully rounded Rogue Squadron script, so that's being pushed back. And the rumor is that a a Old Republic or possibly High Republic movie will be taking its place in the schedule, which. Uh, that seems to have come out of the blue. <laughs> so I'm very—I mean, it's been rumored for a long, long time, but maybe that's going to be an official announcement. Maybe we'll get a tease for Bad Batch season two. Uh, we don't know, but I again, I suspect, and I will use the same word again because I'm fond of it at the moment. I suspect a bevy of Star Wars news will be made available to us on Friday. So in the afternoon, in the evening, look for another episode of the show to be in your feeder or, you know, just wait till Saturday morning when you get up and it'll be there waiting for you because I think we're going to do a bonus show, talk about all the news that does come out that day. And uh, we're very, very excited about that because nothing is more exciting than new Star Wars stuff. More, the better. Maybe they'll announce Solo 2. What do you think? Disney Plus exclusive Solo 2 12-part miniseries? (gasps) Don't tease me with a good time, all right? That's all I'm saying about that. So yes, I'd love to get to that. I'd love to get more of that. I want more Star Wars. Let's see what exciting announcements we get tomorrow, uh, on Friday, excuse me, for Disney Plus Day. And you already know uh, Jungle Cruise will be on Disney Plus and Shang-Chi will be on Disney Plus and, and just so many things are coming to the service uh, on that day, uh, More than far more than just those two that I announced. So uh, uh, again, big, big day coming up on Friday. We will be here to talk about it in the afternoon early evening, depending on what part of the country, what part of the world you are in. So, get ready. Alright, so, we are going to get into Season 3, Episode 4 of Star Wars The Clone Wars right now. Sphere of Influence is the name of this one. I gotta, I gotta work on that. I'm gonna get that better on the other side of the bump. But you know what you gotta do now? We, the, the most important element to this show, strap on your buckets. Let's go. The Trade Federation is neutral in this. But Pantora must pay its debt before we can resume commerce with the system. That is a lie. It is well known that the Trade Federation is aligned with the Separatists. Slanderous. We are not Separatists simply because we do business with them. 
How many times must I remind you of the Commerce Treaty of 1647? The Trade Federation is neutral. Alright, so, Season 3, Episode 4, Sphere of Influence. Original air date, October 1st, 2010, and our plot for this episode. When the newly elected chairman Papanoida's daughters are kidnapped, Senator Tucci and Ahsoka Tano investigate the Trade Federation, while Papanoida and his son follow a lead to Jabba's palace. Nefarious. Our director for this week's episode is Kyle Dunleavy, with writing by Katie Lucas and Stephen Melching. Katie Lucas, of course, being one of the first actors to bring the Pantorans to life on the silver screen in Star Wars Episode Three, joined by her father, George Lucas. And, and uh, as, as, my, as far as my recollection goes, that is the first time we saw Pantorans uh, in, in the quote-unquote, in the flesh, if you will. So it really, we're, we're kind of throwing it back. We're throwing it back. Again, not our first time with the Pantorans, not our first time with Senator Tucci by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but in the, in, the, in the first episode where we spent a lot of time with the Pantorans in the ambush episode, uh, where we meet the prior chairman before Papanoida, uh, we, we, we get to see a little bit more of their culture. We get to understand them as a people a little bit better. And, and uh, we, it sort of sets up Papanoida, Papanoidia becoming the chairman of the Pantoran people. And obviously the Clone Wars putting a strain on Pantora and, and, the, and, and its people as, as we kind of focus on that specific aspect of the episode. And we're, we're going to talk about those things in, in, in uh, greater depth in just a moment. We do have to highlight our cast this week. We have Jennifer Hale as Senator Tucci, Corey Burton as Chairman Papanoidia, Seth Green himself as Ian Papanoidia, Tom Kenny as Lieutenant Tan Devo, Greedo and the Trade Federation Envoy, Ashley Exine returns as Ahsoka Tano. Nika Futterman, she steps away from being uh, from being our favorite uh, Asajj Ventress, <laughs> our, our favorite, you know, dark Jedi for hire. Ooh, or is she a Sith? Yeah, but there can only be two. There can only be two. But Nate, Nika Futterman is Chai Ikawe. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker, very briefly, and in a Moodyan guard. Gideon Emery is Lot Dodd. Catherine Tabor is Padme Abadala. Kevin Michael Richardson is Jabba the Hutt. Meredith Salinger is Chi Anway Papanoidia. Tom Kane is our narrator. Matthew Wood is Battle Droids. And of course, David Accord in the pivotal role of Rhoda. That is Rhoda the Hutt. That is right. We have a Rhoda spotting in this episode. Uh, let's do our Jedi fortune cookie for this week. A child stolen is a hope lost. Plays right into our, our favorite Star Wars theme of all time, hope. And we love hope on Star Wars. It is one of our favorite, favorite things to talk about. And they do a darn fine job doing some hopey things in this episode. Uh, so, yeah, we talked about it. We get a Greedo appearance in this episode. It's, it's very interesting because uh, in this version, Greedo speaks basic. Now, obviously, in A New Hope, speak, spoke exclusively in... Well, was it... Now I'm... Ooh... I might be, I might be, I might be on the spot here. Was he speaking Rodian or was he speaking Hadiz? Ooh, that's a good question. And I just checked, it's Rodian. So, <laughs> Greedo is speaking Rodian to Han Solo in Episode Four, but in this episode, speaks basic, speaks it pretty darn well. But a Greedo sighting, an early Greedo sighting, uh, you may recall uh, in the deleted scenes for Episode One for uh, a Phantom Menace. There's a deleted scene with a very young Greedo on Tatooine. Uh, this is our, our sort of, I guess, next canonical appearance of, of Greedo uh, as, as a younger man 
as as a fledgling bounty hunter for in in the in the employee of Jabba the Hutt at this point in his career. Uh, with still a few years left before he's gonna have an infamous encounter with Han Solo in a in a very uh, seedy bar, a a, a somewhat what some might call a a, a a hive of scum in villainy in Moss Eisley. Uh, but this is years before that, so kind of an up and comer in in Jabba's bounty hunter uh, cadre, if you will. So we get that appearance of him. Also in the background in this episode, you, we get Sugi and Embo. We remember them from season two's episode. Uh, Embo, very distinctive look with his giant metal helmet. Or not even a helmet, it's a hat. It's just a hat. But they're seeing the background of Jabba's palace. Uh, we talked a little bit. Katie Lucas, George Lucas, appeared as these characters in Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Uh, now, apparently at the time, Katie Lucas's character was not exactly confirmed to be a Pantoran. There was some some confusion that she might have been a Twi'lek with some sort of hood covering her head tails. But no, no, no. A Pantoran. And George Lucas, as 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 the chairman, Papa Noidia, makes a ton of sense. But what's interesting about this this performance uh, by by um by Corey Burton is that he doesn't try to do like a George Lucas impression. You know, uh we see we see Papa Noidia, Chairman Papa Noidia, if you if you will. We see him in, in, in the movie, uh, and it's, it's just a look. We just see the look. We don't hear a voice. We don't hear George Lucas's voice. We don't hear George Lucas doing an impression of a voice or uh, trying to affectate some kind of uh, accent to distinguish his character. No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a visual thing. It's just like, hey, there's George Lucas. The, the you know, our Lord and Savior, George Lucas, is now in his, his movies. And, and that, again, I... Some people think that's kind of cheesy. I kind of like it. I mean, jeez, jeez, Louise, you made a, a franchise of films that have been so important to so many people. Why not put take a moment to put yourself in the background of something? It's not like you made yourself a central character. That might have been a tad too far. Uh, and then obviously uh, bringing his children into the film in, in various roles has always been very interesting uh, as well, as he was sort of, uh, you know, sort of cementing uh, what he was doing with the prequels. Uh, so. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, it, it's it's interesting that Corey Burton chooses to do a very different voice from what you would imagine George Lucas would sound like in this role. Even if George Lucas was going to attempt to affectate some sort of accent, uh, this this Orson Welles approach that that Corey Burton takes is unique. It is interesting, and not for the first time I was a little uh, thrown off by it because you, you're seeing again you're seeing George Lucas's face on your screen it's not subtle it's right there and and I think you like me can hear George Lucas's voice in your minds uh, you know when he's talking you you know what George Lucas sounds like when he's talking about Star Wars when he when he's uh, talking about the process, the the writing process, the directing process, you know, the the process of bringing Star Wars to life. You know exactly what George Lucas sounds like. You know his sort of tone, his sort of mannerisms, uh, the way he, the way his speech patterns. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You you know how he talks. So to hear the sort of Orson Wellian styled voice coming out of 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 George Lucas's face, it was different. It was strange. I didn't dislike it by any means. I thought it for a for a chairman that was representing an entire planet in the Galactic uh, Republic, it made a ton of sense for it to be sort of Orwellian in in a sense. And I'm using Orwellian not in the sense of 1984 George Orwell. I'm I'm using it in like Orson Welles. <laughs> so <laughs> forgive me. All right, I'm I'm changing Orwellian to or to Wellian. So yeah, allow me allow me that uh, uh, small uh, indulgence, if you will. Thank you very much. Um, so so yes, it, it interesting that that 
we're calling kind of calling back to characters that we just got glimpses of in episode three. And as as we talked about before, Katie Lucas, who uh, was this character in in the in the in the movie, is the co-writer on this episode. And she would play a, she would have a larger role with the Clone Wars going forward as a writer too. Uh, we mentioned her when we were doing the uh, Asajj Ventress, uh, Quinlan Voss episodes of the show because she uh, had penned an arc of episodes for that abrupt, uh, you know, aborted sort of final season, the lost season of the Clone Wars, if you will, that ended up turning into Christy Golden's uh, Dark Disciple novel that followed Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress, and sort of like the aftermath of. Dooku uh, kicking Ventress to the curb and, and Voss's attempt to recruit her to assassinate Count Dooku. Uh, so th- but this is, this is Katie's first efforts on the series. And um, it's a good episode. It's really interesting in, 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 the, in the sense that we, the only character we spend a chunk of time with that we know is Ahsoka Tano. We, you know, we've met Senator Tucci before, but it's not a character that we, that we know um, in any great depth. So there, there's the A storyline with Tucci and Ahsoka, and there's the B storyline with Chairman Papanodia and Ian Papan, Ian Papanodia, um, as they go on this case to investigate the kidnapping of Papanodia's children, the daughters in particular. Uh, before we get into that too much, I do want to mention again a Rhoda the Hut appearance in this episode of the show, and if memory serves, this might be the last time. Rhoda's actually seen on the show. I think there are a few more episodes uh, in, in the work that we're coming up to where he is referenced or mentioned, but I think this might be one of the last times we actually see Rhoda the Hutt, who is his, his, Rhoda's fate, I believe, uh, is still very ambiguous. Like, we don't quite know what has become of Rhoda. So, again, a little bit of a Star Wars mystery from the prequel era still. Um... And maybe we'll get an answer to that one day. Maybe we won't. Much like the question we have to ask ourselves in this episode, uh, because it is, is it, it excuse me is implied by Senator Tucci that she and Ahsoka have a deep, meaningful, connected friendship that we have never seen before. <laughs> in in Senator Tucci's prior episodes, we've not seen this. Uh, in 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 the in the run of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, we we will not see that develop in in a story storyline that takes place prior to this episode. So it's sort of, the, again, another sort of unknown mystery of the Star Wars The Clone Wars era. Is, uh, if there's a comic book offshoot that explores this, please let me know. If there is a, a, a Clone Wars novelization somewhere that, I, that I've missed, let me know. But uh, yeah, by and large, um, these two characters interact in this episode alone together. That, that's kind of how this one works. Uh, and, and again, I sort of dubbed them as the A storyline because that's who we start That's who we follow. We follow on Senator Tucci at the, at the beginning of the episode. In intense senatorial debates against the Trade Federation, the Trade Federation has blockaded Pantora, much like they blockaded Naboo at the beginning of Episode One. So the Trade Federation up to many of its old tricks. Now, again, we have to talk about sort of like this this nebulous nature of the Trade Federation. Uh, this episode tries, I think, to give a little bit more clarity to the status of of the of the Trade Federation in relations to the Separatists. Uh, and it, it, it succeeds, I think, for the most part. Again, there's still some ambiguities in, in the episode I would like a little bit more clarity on. Um, and, and again, maybe it, it could be something as simple as I am just forgetting a detail. Uh, it could be something as simple as, like, there is a, another 
offshoot of Canon that I, I have, again, I've just sort of neglected. The synapsis isn't quite firing the way I need it to, uh, to recall the information. But the, the Trade Federation maintains that they themselves are neutral, a neutral party. Just because they're doing business with both the separatists and the republic does not mean they are aligned with one side or the other. They are simply the Trade Federation. They want to do trade. They want commerce. They, they want a taxation of trade routes, or they don't want to pay the taxation of trade routes. You know what I mean. Uh, so we, we once again check in with Senator Lot Dodd, who is their senatorial mouthpiece, if you will. Um, and, and as the episode plays out, what, what sort of highlighted more is the idea that, that Newt Gunray is the separatist, right? The former chairman and leader of the Trade Federation, he's the separatist, and he might have uh, some sway over some factions within the Trade Federation, but by and large, they are still supposed to be existing as, as neutral so that they can, can continue to do business with both sides. Uh, and as Senator Tucci insinuates, they are essentially war profiteers because they are they are profiteering off this war on both sides, despite the fact that Newt Gunray, their former chairman, their former leader, is clearly on the side of the separatists and clearly still has sway over a, a, a not insignificant amount of the Trade Federation. Which leads me to my next question. Oh, and I guess I should point out that Lot Dodd obviously is, is a facilitator of both sides of these. Like, he is there to maintain, you know, to dissuade the Senate that there, there's any sort of collusion going on, uh, but also to help facilitate whatever plans Newt Gunray and the Separatists have. So yes, very much a double-sided dealing uh, equation for the Nemoidians and the Trade Federation by and large. But the, the, the question I, I, I come to, and that I feel like, again, I, you know, I don't know... Where do the Jedi draw the line between their investigations uh, in, in, into certain aspects of this war? Uh, and where do the Coruscant security forces have to come into play? I would think that it would be a priority of someone, whether it's the Jedi or the Coruscant security force or some sort of new Republic, or not new Republic, Republic intelligence, uh, that maybe you would try to expose the links and the connections between the Trade Federation and the separatists expose them, out them, you know, take away their 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 uh, business basically, uh, and 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 sort of reduce them to the nothingness that Palpatine eventually will do once he takes power. You know, he busts them down to nobodies. Uh, so so again, is it the corruption of the Senate that is that is shielding the Trade Federation from this sort of uh, prosecution, from this sort of investigation? I don't know. I don't know. There's so many layers. To all the corruption in the Republic, that uh, that I, I I do ask these questions, full well knowing knowing full well that the the answers may just be on my scope at this point. Uh, so, yes, let's get back to our story at large. I know we're reviewing the episode a little bit differently, but that's because our A story and our B storylines are uh, fairly unique. Because again, Ahsoka is the only character that we really really know and have any sort of connection to, and I think by this point in season three, our Affinity, our affection for Ahsoka is growing, but is not. We are not full blown Ahsoka files just yet, but we're getting we're getting closer to it. They definitely have redu reduced uh, some of her her annoying traits. Um, the sort of I don't know. I I don't want to get too much into, into the Ahsoka aspect of of. But again, by this point in season three, we are liking that character more and more. 
her, we're, our love for her is growing by this point in the show because they've they've done the right things. They've they've sort of done a little course correction with sort of her more obnoxious traits, and and we're all we're all getting to know that character and getting to enjoy that character very very much. So again, this blockade happens, and of course. Count Dooku is, is going, hey, if you come, if Pantora comes and joins the Separatists, I'll make this all go away. Again, another clear indication that the Separatists and the Trade Federation, a lot closer than maybe Lot Dodd uh, is, is, is letting the Republic think they are. Uh, but Papanoia, Chairman Papanoia, to his credit, refuses these, these, these uh, unwanted advances by Count Dooku. Uh, and, and thus, his children, his two daughters, are kidnapped. Uh, from Coruscant by a a a, uh, a Godel and our good friend, the one and only Greedo himself. So I can't explain it, but I was really delighted to see a Godel involved in this episode uh, and, and in in uh, next the next episode as well. We're getting some Godel appearances, and I don't know why. I can't explain it. There's just something about that species that I very much enjoy. I don't know if it's just their look with the horns, uh, their sort of goat-like uh, speech patterns. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it to you. I just like seeing Gotels in Star Wars. So to get to see one team up with Greedo to kidnap uh, uh, Chairman Papanoidia's daughters uh, uh, delighted me to no end. And and that that is where our action uh, kind of our our, our storylines I should say begin to split because it's 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 Tucci and Ahsoka who are going to go investigate the Trade Federation role in the kidnapping because again it's the Trade Federation involved. I mean you know there's a blockade going on. You know, Newt Gunner, there's a past history there. You know, and, and the Jedi seem to be aware. Everyone seems to be aware. The, the Trade Federation definitely has more leanings and more uh, sympathies towards the Separatists. So they're going to go investigate that. Chairman Papanoidia and his son, Ion, they, in their apartment, find clues indicating uh, from, a, from a, a statue that was used to clock Greedo across the head and, and leave some of his uh, DNA or a blood sample on it. And that it was misplaced by Greedo, that that more has gone on here. So Chairman Papanodia and and Ion Papanodia are going to go and investigate the Greedo connection that leads them to Tatooine and Jabba's palace. So again, the episode's a little convenient in the sense that like, okay, there's two daughters, they split them up. One will be with the Trade Federation, and one will be in the in the side storyline. It's not an overly complicated storyline, uh, and because we're spending so much time with characters that we don't know. There is a sort of a, a disconnect for the audience and and the characters. Like we're, I think we're more invested in Ahsoka's avenue of investigation because we know that character. You know, spending time with Chairman Papanodia and I and Papanodia is is interesting, uh, but we don't know them. We don't have a connection to them, so it's a it's sort of a unique choice. And I sort of wonder, was this just done uh, to sort of provide more illumination into that character, into the Papanodia character, so that when we see him for those three seconds in Revenge of the Sith, we're like, oh yeah, we, we know who that guy is, we understand his story, how the how the Separatists and the Trade Federation try to manipulate him and his family. Uh, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Uh, but it's it's an interesting choice. Uh, and and as, as I said, we, we've seen enough from the Pantorians to know that they are um, skilled warriors, skilled uh, soldiers, if you will, and Chairman Papanodia is no different. It turns out to be quite handy with a blaster. We get to see him and his son infiltrate Jabba's palace, track down Greedo, uh, play to Jabba's sympathies for a father uh, looking for his missing children, as Jabba can relate to, with with little Rota there in his in his lap, smush, smushing bugs and eating them. You know, 
it, it's all it's all handled really really well. I don't I don't I, I can't really knock any of it other than I just don't have an emotional connection to those characters necessarily. The the Tucci Ahsoka storyline uh, is much more enjoyable because again we know Ahsoka we know a little bit we spend more we have spent more time with Tucci and so we, we have a connection to her to a, to a degree and and we know the Trade Federation. <laughs> so those, those those things two things and again not like we don't know Jabba's palace. But but those knowing those characters a little bit more, I think justifies us spending more time with them. Um, and listen, let's just put it out there: they find the Papanodia children, they expose the um, Trade Federation's role in the kidnapping, or at the very least, uh, uh, Newt Gunray having corruption exist within the Trade Federation. Like the upstanding citizens, the members of the Trade Federation, they had no idea this was going on. You know, and and, and the, it's gone too far, and and so uh, we will we will end this blockade because clearly there's something going on here that we don't understand, and and the episode goes a long way to getting not a lot accomplished. <laughs> in in the grand scheme of things, again, the the Pantora situation gets resolved. Papa Nodia gets his children back. So in in the by and large, it's a bottle episode in in the sense that like we have resolved everything that we need to resolve in this one episode. There's very little to um, sort of leak out and, and spill into other storylines. Uh, it again, there's a, a sort of familiarity with Attack of the Clones. Um, excuse, excuse me, a familiarity with the Phantom Menace and Amidalia situation, and and she talks about that with Tucci. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a simple episode. It's easy. It's it's, it's an easygoing. It's it's fairly fun, even though we don't know the Chairman Papanodia that well. Uh, we do get to see how handy he is with some blasters in his hand. Uh, good shootout stuff. Some decent action in the in the in the episode. Uh, I liked seeing Ahsoka and Tucci sneak around in the Trade Federation uh, headquarters. You know, there's a lot of imagery in there that's, that's evocative of Attack of the Clones. Ooh, I did it again. There's a lot of imagery in there that's evocative of the Phantom Menace. You know, when when Qui Gon and Kenobi are first on board. So you see some familiarity, some some familiar locales, familiar settings. Uh and and by and large, it's 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 an enjoyable enough episode. Um, and yeah, but it, it's, you know, it's pretty, it's just, it's just pretty on point. You know, I, I, I give it a seven, a solid rock solid seven. I could, I could be talking to a seven and a half if you catch me in the right mood. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it's an interesting episode. We just spend a lot of time with characters that we don't have that emotional investment with. And I think that's the only knock I really have about this episode is that I'm just not as emotionally connected or maybe, maybe not even emotionally. I just don't have like a great understanding of Chairman Papanodia and his son. And and you know, as much as as strongly as they try to uh, connect us with them through the through the narration to set up the episode, you know, we understand their plight. We've seen their plight before, so we sympathize. Um, it's just you know, you you kind of want to see your characters. Like it, it might have been more interesting to see Anakin pursue the Tatooine angle, going back to Tatooine, dealing with the Huts again. I, you know, I I, th- I think it could have been handled a little, bit, a little bit differently. It's interesting to see a chairman uh, again, and we have seen this from the Pantorans, so intimately involved in the action. But that does seem to be a little bit more of their people. So I, again, I understand. It just it just was a it just was a strange one uh, in a sense. But again, st- still enjoyable, still very very enjoyable. Uh, and and again, I like kind of exploring the Trade Federation, the the sort of supposed neutrality that they claim to have. Even though I, I really think the Republic should be, should be spending uh, some time investigating them now again, Palpatine's in charge.
I get it. I understand. He's probably snuffing investigations from happening into the into the Trade Federation. So, you know, again, the corruption of the Senate wins the day. That's really what we're getting at here with this episode. <laughs> and speaking of corruption, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about corruption on the next episode of the show as we go back to Mandalore to explore the corruption issues with them and their people. It's going to be a whole hootenanny on that episode. So, yeah, again, solid enough. I think it could have been done a little bit differently. I think it could have played up a little bit more of the... Again, you know, you're going to Tatooine. I think Anakin going to Tatooine is always a very interesting story. Checking back in with him and Rota, uh, Jabba. It could have been been very, very interesting. It could have been very, very different. But for some reason, they got into this, let's explore Chairman Papanoidia for some reason. And I guess he's fine. He's fine to explore. He's fine to explore. Again, handy with the pistols. And... uh, very different chairman than the last one we saw on the ambush episode. So we're getting to know the Pantorans better, which I guess is not a bad thing at all because they are an interesting people. Uh, one of the things I did want to mention, and we start to, we, we've been seeing it throughout this season so far, uh, only being a handful of episodes in, but, but this episode, and we start seeing it more in the next episode, uh, I, I don't know if it's a budgetary thing or if it's just the success of the show has dictated these things, but we start seeing more character models for characters that we are familiar with. Like, we see Senator Tucci in very different outfits than we've seen her in before. We start seeing uh, Padme in very different outfits than we've seen her in before. So, uh, you know, uh, in, in the early seasons, in one and two in particular, a lot of uh, characters' character models were being recycled and, and used into things. It was like, well, we have this model. It's ready to go. Let's plug this in the background of this shot. Now, with the, with the storylines, again, I think the show at this point is deemed a hit. It's doing well. Uh, and they put a little bit more money into, into developing... Different character models in different outfits, different costumes, uniforms, vari- you know, more variety for, for Padme, for, for Senator Tucci. And, and uh, in next week's episode, we'll see that with, with Duchess Satine as well. So exciting stuff as, we're, as we get to explore the fashionable side of Star Wars soon. And, I, I, you know, we, we may have to talk about it in the next episode, Padme and, and uh, Satine and the various wardrobe changes that they go through in the next one. But, yeah, that's, that's for the next episode. Uh, in the meantime... I think that does it for this episode, for, for Sphere of Influence. Uh, again, seven, and a half, seven stars. You might be able to persuade me to seven and a half if you, if you talk nicely and you use big words. <laughs> Other than that, let's get out of here. We have so many more episodes of The Clone Wars to get into. I hope we will continue to stay on, stay on target, a.k.a. release our shows on Mondays and Fridays as we plan. But uh, much like Darth Vader in the trench, uh, sometimes he knocks you off course, and you got to go back and start over all over again. That's going back to the old video game. Holy smokes! Because you know, you mess up the trench run once, you just go back and do it again. It's all good. It's all good. You got infinite times to go back and do the trench run. I I digress. <laughs> I thank you all so much for taking the time to download, listen, support, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. It means the world to me that you, t- that you do that, that you share us, you tag us on social media. I love it. It delights me, uh, and it blows me away that people actually do it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we will continue to strive to be a, uh, a source of entertainment and information for you for the remainder of the year, and you know maybe even into next year. We'll see how it goes. One, one day at a time, right? All right, you Bucketheads, you take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and, and we will talk very, very soon. Just remember, this podcast only ends one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.
This is the way. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession.